0: Oh yeah, got a little bit of a late start there, didn't I? Started the started the show and didn't make any noise. That was weird. Um, so this is back from the break. I'm Todd Brinker. It is Monday, the 11th of January, 2021. As we left the radio show today, we were talking about the Consumer Electronics Show, which typically at this time of year is going on in Vegas today. They are kicking it off. It will run from January 11th through January 14th, all digital this year. So uh, you can uh, sign in, go on, register, and uh, and visit the different companies' uh, spots within the the virtual site and see a Awazawat and... Uh, Talk to folks, and uh, and there will be um, uh, speeches to be heard from a variety of different companies, including Google, Twitter, Stars, Nike, Accenture, Mobile Eye, Walmart. Um, you know, there, there's a bunch out there. These are, are uh CEOs and C uh, CPOs, that's Chief Privacy Officers, and CFOs, and and uh, uh, so. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, the Spring Hill Company's CEO, Maverick Carter, will be there. He's a very dynamic speaker. Nadine Dietz, uh, the chief community officer and host of Adweek, uh, is there. Uh, Keith Enright's the chief privacy officer of Google. Um, uh, Chana Janelle Ewing is the founder and CEO of Greeny. So some interesting people, um, largely, uh, I mean, they, you know, not just startups, but some big, big companies some tech companies, some some um uh you know, Vice President of North American Marketing from Nike, Adrian Lofton will be speaking. So you can uh see the featured speakers and uh and listen to what they have to say about where they think the state state of the art is regarding technology and uh electronics in each of their different industries. Um, you know, there's a lot of people exhibiting this year there's about two thousand virtual exhibitors in the past, uh, there was, um, uh, about twice that when they were actually setting up in Vegas. So we'll see how well this goes, how this gets pulled off and what benefits these companies see as far as being part of this, um, production, you know, um, I think that some of the companies that are holding off are saying probably that, uh, Hey, why would we want to pay to be part of your thing? We're already online. Um, but I think that by putting it together, they're pulling eyes to this space during this time as an event. And so, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, in the past, like I was saying on the radio show, I found it really interesting to walk around the periphery of the event uh, floor. And you would have lots and lots of little startup companies out on the edges. Oh, here's Aaron, Let's have her join us. Are you there? There we are. So um, I was still on CES, just talking about the fact that uh, in the past I really enjoyed walking around the periphery of the event floor because it was out on the edges that the small booths, that little companies could afford, uh, and a lot of those startup companies, those smaller companies, were the ones that had really interesting technologies that ultimately either got bought up by big companies um, or, or, you know, didn't make it uh, in some cases. Or in a few cases, they actually made it on their own and. and you know, make some interesting stuff. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it's interesting to see what happens. I remember, um, it wasn't that long ago that, um, uh, the, uh, folks who, who, I think they were former, um, uh, Apple people who, who founded, um, uh, the company that, that makes, uh, well, Eufy is one of their companies. They've actually got several of them. Eufy does home um, products like vac- uh, robotic vacuums and home security systems, but Anchor is their primary brand, and they make uh, cables and batteries uh, for, you know, travel batteries for your, your equipment and, and all kinds of different cables, and they make really high-quality stuff, and their company that I have really, I mean, it's such a mundane thing to launch their business on is, hey, we'll make, you know, cables. But they looked at Apple and said, you know, Apple charges thirty bucks for a decent cable. We can charge twenty bucks for that same cable or maybe even fifteen bucks and, and make a really good cable because there's lots of really cheap cables out there. I don't know if you've had this experience, where they work once or twice and then then they're garbage. Yes. Um yes. They're, they're, very you know, they work idea. if you hold it at the certain angle, right? You know, it's like you've got to just kind of beg and pray and wait for the stars to align that you've got you know. and then once you get in that angle it's like you don't wanna move. You carefully set it all down and hope that it stays properly connected so that your phone charges yes that's horrible you know it's like it's it's just that it's it really is it is it is definitely a first world problem but it's like that what the the horror the horror (laughs) um you know when you go to grab your phone and it's not charged because the stupid um uh bailiwick is not working properly and so yeah getting a good cable from somebody like anchor is 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 a wonderful thing. It's like buttered toast on a cold morning.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Yes.
0: For those of us who eat butter.
1: Well, you know, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: like olive oil-based spreads. Those are there good. Go. I don't eat butter.
0: Right, and that's I just, just why I threw that out there.
1: Yes, yes. So... Uh, you so. know, when you're getting on a freeway and you're behind a trash truck and you're doing, you know, 40 miles an hour, it's a little its a little nerve-wracking.
0: Mm-hmm. Not to mention a little stinky. And particulate <laughs> yes, matter is true. always joyful. As the <laughs> little you, you don't know what little bits are flying out of the back of that truck.
1: Yes. It's true. You just got
0: to watch for the bits. <laughs> watch for the bits.
1: I'm grateful they're there. I'm grateful that people do that job, but... It's true. Yes. What you
0: say is true. Yeah, yeah, it's like but I don't necessarily want to be right behind your truck driving down the front the highway. Exactly. So. It's funny how yeah. you know you I was thinking about that the other day I, and I don't know why it popped into my mind, but it's like, you know, in California, we refer to all major thoroughfares, you know, with with on-ramps and off-ramps as freeways. They're yes. freeways because you get on the freeway, it's free to drive there. It's a freeway. A lot of places in the world, it's called the highway, and in a few places, they just refer to it as the interstate. Yes. Get on the interstate. Back to the interstate. Yes. Ben Stone, back to the interstate.
1: Well, and... It's a line Southern from Doc California, Hollywood, by the way. Southern California, I think, is the only one that you refer to the freeway, so I'm on the, the 10, or I'm on right. the 210. Right. You know, in, in every other place, I'd say I'm on I-210, or Highway 10. Yeah, Interstate
0: 10. 210, or Highway 10, or whatever, right. Yes. Yeah, the ten, the two two ten, the the ninety one.
1: Exactly, we're the only ones that do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we say the. Actually, the, that should always be said as, I'm on the ninety one. That's how <laughs> it should. That's how it should be said, at all times.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sitting because in traffic on the ninety one.
0: Yes. I
1: can't
0: go as uh, low as you can. I'm channeling my inner Frasier. He used to do that for effect on the show, on the show Frasier, you know, he, he would, he would be talking in his normal voice and then he would go down like this to show his disgust and disdain. And, uh, it's very fitting sometimes, (laughs) especially when referring to the 91. (laughs) Oy. But, uh, you know, is there a freeway where you go up and you go? Hey, I'm driving on the. You know, I guess any of them heading out of town is probably always a happy, joyous thing, right? There's an up uptick in your inflection. Yes. If you're leaving town. Yes. <laughs> if you're just commuting to work, it's always the lower pitch. Yeah, yeah. Sure.
1: So if you're if you're heading into Palm Springs and you say I'm on the 111, maybe you're pretty happy there because you're heading into Palm Springs.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: as long as it's not July.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I, you know, I understand. I, I, actually, I don't understand. I, I, I guess I can understand how anybody can move somewhere and say it's a beautiful place. I have been to Palm Springs many times in my life. Most of the time, the weather has been bad. It's either been ridiculously hot or ridiculously cold and windy. I've been there in February when it's cold and windy and literally blew a scoreboard off of its stanchions and landed onto a pool deck, and I'm talking about a you know ten foot wide by six foot high scoreboard electronic device Dang. fell to the deck. Could have killed somebody had they been there, uh, and had it tilted into the water, heaven knows what happens. Because um, it was right next to the pool, uh, it was terrifying. And then um, uh, you know I've been there. In fact, I remember one weekend we were there in the in the wee hours of the winter and because it gets so hot in the summer the pool gets too hot to swim in they actually have a chiller on their pool in order to cool the water down because it gets too hot yeah it's like a giant soup bowl out there in the summer and we're there in february and it's 50 something degrees and over the weekend somehow somebody had made a mistake and turned on the chiller and so the water <laughs> now was 50 something degrees whereas the previous day it had been warm and toasty uh you skate it was like a two day it. meet yeah <laughs> Well, and they literally said, you know, we have no means with which to refund your money, but if you choose to not swim, we understand. <laughs> and, and about half the people packed up and said, yeah, we're out of here. Um,
1: yeah, when you are, know, when and
0: I've been there when Nigeria. it's 114. Yeah, I've been there when it's 114 at 10 o'clock at night, too. And I'm like, who in their covered wagons coming across the desert decided this is the place to stop? This place is nuts, you know.
1: Well, there are, there they are have the a beautiful hot springs there. Okay, there's a beautiful tram.
0: You can take the tram up to the top of the mountains. Of course, the one time I did that, the tram got stuck uh, and it broke down and I was 50 feet from the top dangling there for for an hour. And when I finally got to the top, was stuck there for several hours. And the entertainment was an alpine yodeler. (laughs) Yeah, we got his album and we got it signed. Yeah, I actually have his signed album.
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, people say let's go to Palm Springs, and I go, why? <laughs> no, don't do that to me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because there are places that I love to go, you know, and I and I love going to to the local mountains. I love being in the mountains. Um, uh, although I've got to say, having traveled up the coast to. Um, uh, the um, redwoods recently, the coastal redwoods. There's the uh, Redwood National Park. Actually, it's the Redwood National and State Park. So I guess it's shared space. Um, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. And that's sort of like it coastal hills and mountains and trees. And it is. It's, it's mountainous, beautiful. but it's 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 right near the coast, as opposed to being you know as inland as the mountains are here, like Big Bear, versus you know where our, our beach is. Um, and I look at that and go, I like that better. <laughs> Now again, I wasn't there in uh well actually I was gonna say I wasn't there in February, but I was there in in, in December and, and it's like it's coastal so it's like it doesn't get like too terribly cold and doesn't snow. It's like huh, yeah, I really like that place. I'm trying to pick Not a hole a lot in of it. Industry I can't I, up there though. It's a high yeah. 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 Well, you know, if your job is talking on the radio and talking on a podcast and you do it via Skype, I wanna live that on a beach in Hawaii. Matter. Well
1: shoot, <laughs> yeah, you could live literally anywhere.
0: Yeah. I mean my wife is a teacher, but she's teaching virtually now, so why on earth are we sitting here in Southern California? Let's go somewhere more beautiful.
1: Well, Hawaii wants you to go come. They want you to spend, you know, rent a place for six months and, and telecommute uh-huh. from Hawaii.
0: Yeah. I'm sure the rents are like going through the roof because of it, but not that oh, they yeah, were cheap sure. to begin with. <laughs> it's true. Not that they were cheap to begin with. I tell you what, you know, if I could get that um uh, if I could affordably get that condo that uh, that uh, we shared, our you know, your your husband and my wife and I, we all four of us were staying in a beautiful condo um, on the big island. And it was absolutely gorgeous. And the layout of that place was nice. It was just like I would do that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I would
0: do that in a heartbeat. But that, that was, was not a, a cheap place. condo. Yeah. I was going to say that was not a cheap place to stay. No. I remember I I um, what's the name of that website where you can go and like look at um, property values and stuff. I mean I know you can probably do it like at real dot com as well. Yeah, it was Zillow. So while we were there, I Zillowed just to see like what those kind of condos were costing and what they would they'd be. And yeah, they they were around a million bucks. And I'm like okay, well I mean you know that that's it wasn't a large space. I mean let's face it, the, it was a two bedroom. Three bath condo because there was like a half or two and a half bath. I guess there was like a half bath on the entry there that you could use for off the kitchen and off of the the sort of open central area. Um, but you know it had its own washer dryer in it and and, and um, it was on the edge of this beautiful lagoon and right on the other side of the lagoon was a pool and then the and then the beach. I mean it was it was absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful place. You get up and go so, walk on the beach every morning.
1: Nice, right?
0: Unless, of very, course, you're, very
1: nice.
0: you know, recently off a plane, in which case you have to stay inside for two weeks. And then you can walk on the beach, as long as you wear a mask. Don't touch anybody. <laughs> Don't say hi. <laughs> there is that.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. Well, it's a crisp morning. Is it? Yeah. It's crisp. It's in the 40s maybe low 50 by now
0: snuggled up with a cup of coffee as I walked down my, my lengthy commute. And so I really didn't notice this morning that much. It was,
1: you know, central Texas got snow this weekend, which is,
0: I heard that the, the, they like Mississippi was getting it, Mississippi and Louisiana, even down in Louisiana.
1: So, which is kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. Must've had a, a, a dip of the, um, of the, uh, slipstream, the, the slipstream, the, um, Jet stream, right? It must have dipped down and brought some Arctic weather across the central parts of the country, sort of from mid Texas over to like mid maybe Georgia, that area, you know, sort of straddling the Mississippi.
1: I know the last time I was in Houston for Christmas, which was a long time ago, 16 years ago in 2004, or yeah, 16 years ago, because we just had Christmas, Um, uh, we had snow in Houston, which was wild.
0: Wild. Yeah.
1: On the Gulf Coast D- and it's snowing.
0: Doesn't often get snowy that far south.
1: No, it doesn't. People are Happens, out on their moms, like what the heck?
0: <laughs> Wait, what is this white stuff? Did a volcano go off? I don't understand. Is that ash? Where's the fire?
1: Wait, it's it's awfully cold, Ash.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that is a beautiful thing though. I remember standing on the edge of um gloucester bay in massachusetts and it started snowing and it was beautiful it was silent it was. and there were a couple of fishing boats heading out the mouth of the bay in the distance and i just stood there and it was beautiful and and i thought should i grab a camera and get some of this this would be a beautiful picture and i went you know what i'm just gonna sit here and enjoy it i'm just gonna enjoy, enjoy it. it and that's what i did i didn't take any pictures um and no, I take that back. A- I, 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 I stood there for about 20 minutes and then finally said, okay, well, it's getting cold. My toes are cold. Let me, I, I'll snap a picture and then I'll get back in the car. So I took off my gloves, set them on top of the car, snapped a picture, got in the car and drove away and lost my brand new gloves that I had just gotten for Christmas.
1: Oh, that sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so then I had to go find some sporting goods store and buy some gloves because my fingers were freezing and I was visiting there for like three weeks and I, this was the first weekend there. So I had two more weeks of this and I was like, I got to have gloves. I can't live in this weather without gloves. And uh, so I went to like the little discount trade, you know, markdown area and found these god-awful ugly blue ski gloves that are warm, they're functional. I had these beautiful fur-lined, slated leather gloves gloves that were just amazing that i lost and and to this day i still have those horrible ugly blue gloves as you a reminder throw them away as a reminder of <laughs> of the fact that i lost my wonderful beautiful gloves that were given to me <laughs> as a christmas gift within a week of getting them oh that's yeah. terrible yep i remember that day so vividly <laughs> <laughs> I was so angry I drove I, and, and you know 10 minutes down the road I turned around and drove back to where I was couldn't find them I don't know where they fell off because they probably fell off you know not like right where I was parked but as I started driving down the road and probably one then the other who knows I mean it was just uh, yeah.
1: well somebody else's hands are warm
0: yeah unfortunately they probably just got all wet and muddy and driven over and, and never were ever used by anybody again but I appreciated him for the few moments that I had them. And that'll teach you sometimes if you're not sure about taking a picture because it's just beautiful and you want to enjoy the moment, just enjoy the moment. Don't take the stupid picture. Never take off the gloves. Do not get out of the car.
1: Well, and very often the picture doesn't capture the beauty of the moment. You, you think, wow, this is gorgeous. I'm going to take a picture. Mm-hmm. And very often it doesn't come out the way you're the way you experiencing it. So it's kind of a disappointment. The...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially if you're just doing like a snapshot type picture, you know, I mean, if you're, if you've got a a good camera and you know how to set it up properly, you can usually capture a really good photo. But, um, but yeah, even with the best phone uh, cameras, they're going to capture, you know, light the best way they can. And sometimes, especially if it's like snow falling down and fog in the distance and stuff, that's really hard for, uh, for a, even the best phone cameras to really represent properly. They've gotten better but it's it's a difficult thing to capture. So, You know, I was thinking about doing... I've done a, a, a series of photos in the past on dead trees because I just love the way that each of the branches move and they get thinner and finer as they move out away from the trunk. And when they're dead, the leaves are off so you can see that. and I love that. I was thinking... And, and uh, recently I did a picture of, like, the fog and the mist rolling in on mountains and things just in the light coming through it just because it was fun to do, and I happened to see a lot of it. But doing a series of uh, that, I, that I was thinking would be like, never get out of the car. Pictures taken while you're in the car. Now, somebody else is driving. <laughs> let me first Obviously, put that in. yes. <laughs> yeah. First, let's let let's make sure that's clear. Somebody else is driving. But it's really interesting because you get really different things because, um, you know, depending on the lens speed that you're using, you can get this real interesting sort of like motion blur for the stuff that's closer to you. But you can have the stuff that's further away be really, really sharp and, and, and tight in the picture. Um, and so it's just a matter of how you frame that and stuff i you can do some interesting interesting things based on never get out of the car well so, yeah
1: you call it you call that series road trip
0: yeah well see i was gonna call it never get out of the car but <laughs> <laughs>
1: does it fall off the tongue quite as
0: well yeah <laughs> huh. so, I, I i shot a few test shots that way recently and went yeah i kind of like that that's kind of fun like kind of dig it, so I think I may do some more like that.
1: So, any other interesting news stories happening?
0: Nope, nothing. That's it. Really? <laughs> so, apparently, a Capitol Police officer um, has uh, committed suicide, which is just horrible. Um, oh, no! Uh, that uh, one of the police officers, um, who was on duty during Wednesday's attack on Congress, d- died Saturday... Um, Apparently of, uh, you know, uh, self-inflicted, um, you know, I think, you know, from what they're saying is that uh, he uh, was concerned about the loss of life of, of some of his co-workers um, and uh, and and what was allowed to be happened. What happened, you know, um, that the Capitol Police were either unable or didn't do their job the way that they should have, and they were overrun and the Capitol was breached. And that's, you know, that's on them. That's their job is to keep so those how people they... safe. Now, the flip side is they did keep all those people safe, right? Um, I,
1: yeah, mean, I mean, everybody... There were a couple of deaths that were directly related. I think there were four or five
0: right yeah i think five ultimately is what they were saying but um no but what i'm saying is is that the our our senators and representatives those that were in attendance the vice president was there they were all kept safe they were you know they got them out and snuck them into secure locations um you know if you think that that uh, that's just a big building sitting on solid ground you're nuts there's all kinds of tunnels and stuff that they can sneak people in and out and lock people down into and um, so, you know, in a sense, they were ready for this kind of thing because they know about, you know, they they know that, that uh, um, you know, things can happen. It was shocking that they don't apparently have a way of, like, locking the doors and stuff, though. I mean, you know, the doors were basically just a deadbolt. Somebody banged on the door and it busted open. Well, you know? yeah. Yeah. I would I I would have imagined that that, you know, somebody could push like an emergency red button somewhere and like a metal gate drops down behind the doors so that even if the you know that first of all, the doors can't pop open because they're hitting the metal gate. But if they tore them forward, that they would run into a metal gate. Yeah, I, I just it just shocked me that that was not the case. You know, and that all the ground level windows weren't like steel reinforced with at least, you know, like you've seen those uh, glass that has like chicken wire embedded into it, if not yes. bars on. You may not want bars on it, okay, fine, I get that. That that gives a bad visual, but you can do that that chicken wire embedded stuff so that it's really really hard to break through that glass. And you know, they were just punching right through it and climbing in the window.
1: So the New York Times is reporting that the phrase um, "storm the Capitol." was mentioned 100,000 times in online forums. 100,000. So one anonymous activist tells the Washington Post um, that she was growing so alarmed about the various threats on Parler um, that she called the FBI's tip line on the 28th of December uh, and said, look, they're planning to kill members of Congress and they're openly discussing bringing guns over state lines. Um And the FBI obviously declined to comment. Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Crazy, right? Crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently the FBI had identified some people that were um, making threats about things. And those people were detained or and or convinced, air quotes, talked out of uh, traveling to Washington. So they did. They they were taking some actions, but again, if they knew that this was happening, if if people in the FBI were taking that kind of action and they were aware of this, why wasn't you know why wasn't there more uh, defenses put in place? And I think you know, if, I mean, if you want to read into it, it's because a lot of those people who who do that are uh, beholden to the executive, and he didn't want to do, the, and our and our executive didn't want to do anything to slow this well, down. Well, there's or stop
1: that, it. yeah. Yeah, you
0: know. He so um, he he would have been happy to see the legislature overthrown so that the only remaining branch would be him and the judiciary who he could ignore because they have no real active power other than to say, "Nope, that's not constitutional." Which I'm sure they would have said loud and clear and he would have gone, "Yep, so what?"
1: I'm I'm a little yeah. nervous about the 20th. Um Mhm. You know what? What's gonna he's saying he's not gonna be there, but you know he's changed his mind before, and um, you know I don't I don't know I don't know I'll feel better when it's done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about the the move to uh, impeach? I mean Pelosi is basically sort of moving forward with impeachment with the premise that you know if Pence tries to enact the twenty fifth amendment that. That she'll hold off. But Pence has been pretty clear that that, you know, pending unless he shows a a, a physical incapacity that that, that the 25th Amendment doesn't apply. And there are a lot of scholars who have kind of said that that this is, you know, you can't take somebody out because they're behaving erratically um, unless you can, you know, specifically identify that he's like talking to people that aren't there, that kind of thing.
1: Well, they're trying to prevent him from running again. So uh, that's what the right. impeachment is about. If he's impeached, he can't he mm-hmm. can't run again. Uh, you know, it's it's within her power if she you know mm-hmm. she's got the power to do it. And if she feels like she has the votes, then there's yeah. nothing stopping her.
0: I read something yesterday that they were saying that that she she has uh, been in some conversations with Biden and that they may hold off on holding an impeachment for him until after his first hundred days. So give Biden a chance to hit the ground and not be distracted by that and then come back and impeach him, even though he's no longer in office with the expressed desire to then block him from being president again, because they'll hold both houses. They think that they could then, um, uh, uh can
1: you impeach a president after he's left office?
0: I don't know. There are you know, there, there we're in uncharted ground here and, and the impeachment by itself, I don't know, blocks him from, um, uh, from necessarily running again, it depends on it what they, what grounds they impeach him on. Because the third uh, uh, article of the twenty fourth amendment says that you know if you're um, if you've done treasonous acts, that you can then uh, that you're then disqualified from from holding public office. Um, so if they, you know, if they, but it's for high crimes and misdemeanors. If they decide to, you know, like B- Bill Clinton being impeached doesn't necessarily block him from from at least in my reading of the constitution say anything about him not being able to run again, because he wasn't, you know, he, he was impeached for, for, for lying to Congress over a, you know, tryst as opposed to somebody who, who was fomenting revolution.
1: Right. But, but, but Trump would be impeached for fomenting revolution. That's why that's what they would.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I understand that. And I, I, I'm just saying, I was trying to make sure that there was a difference there because again, um, I mean, I'm not a constitutional st- scholar, but I have read and do read <laughs> and more recently have read, reread, um, parts of the constitution just to make sure that I was clear on understanding what was going on and what people could and couldn't do. And, uh, and I, I tend to agree with those that say that the 25th amendment, at least as it currently sits and, and, and as, as Trump has currently behaved, um, is not the right course of action here. It's not the the legal basis for going forward. That the the correct legal basis is an impeachment, but I can't see that they're going to do it in the next nine days. So, um, and I, I and Mitch McConnell's already said you know that although we're having a few um uh, a few non official meetings, we're not actually going to actually gather the Senate back together until the nineteenth. So, nothing's going to happen that way. I mean, they yep. can impeach him, but they're not, there's not going to be a trial. Um, it, you know, it's going to be a moot point, um, unless, of course, he. You know, if if Pelosi has the impeachment done and then and then it's sitting on McConnell's lap, saying, "Okay, here's something to do." McConnell can then sit on that, and if Trump tries to to say, "I'm not leaving," somehow, then they can go ahead with it, I guess.
1: So, but but um, I don't. know. What I'm not clear about, because um, one of the Georgia senators t- took office immediately because he was filling a, a, a vacated seat. The right. other one, the, the Georgia, that Georgia runoff had to have been certified before he can be seated. I don't know, right. because, because once, once those two are in place, then Schumer is the, is the majority leader. And I don't think right. they have to wait until the 20th
0: they don't they they take their seats on the 3rd of january so anytime after the 3rd once they're certified a winner they can be sworn in Uh, so so i i think that also one of the the, that the um uh replacement for california has yet to be sworn in i don't know if he's he's taken a seat yet
1: oh that's true um uh javier becerra right or is it alex Padilla? it's one of those
0: becerra i believe it's becerra becerra i think so
1: have Sarah. Yeah, he's the Attorney General of California. I think he has been... Yeah, he has been appointed the... Um, the uh, ...senator. for... Yeah. Replacement yeah. senator for Kamala Harris.
0: Right. Yeah, okay. We know what we're talking about. Yes, we do. <laughs> so...
1: So many names um, to keep
0: track of. Well, yeah, and it's funny because like we sort of remembered, it. we got it right, but but we could have just as easily picked the wrong guy because it's like there's too right? many names to, so much going on, and and at the especially in, the, in national politics right now, that it's like who, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. So yeah, yeah, and so I mean, yeah, it, you know, McConnell's saying he's not going to bring it back together until the nineteenth. He may not have a say in that at some point, you know.
1: So the PGA has stripped Trump's golf course of its 2022 championship. So okay. Trump's brand has been so badly damaged by his behavior. Um, it yeah. used he used the Trump brand used to be you know a resort brand, right? And that's where you'd think of going to casinos or going to resorts or playing golf or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, now he, the Trump brand has been. I mean, just completely damaged by what happened, especially last week. And so the PGA of America has severed their ties with um, the Trump organization, and it voted Sunday to take the PGA championship away from his New Jersey golf course next year um, after the riot. So uh, PGA's president, Jim Richardson, said the board vote to exercise its right to terminate this agreement with the Trump national Uh, 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 golf golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey um, is the second time in just over five years that the PGA removed one of its events from a Trump course.
0: Yeah. Well, I had heard, too, that a a speaker for the Trump organization, the golf organization, said that they're going to sue for breach of contract because they have a contract with them. And they're saying, you know, you're, you're not giving a reason other than you don't want to be associated with the former president. And that's you know, that's not covered as a reason within our contract, so we'll see how that plays out. Um but yeah, you know, it just shows that there will be an economic payback, if not losing contracts that are already signed, losing contracts in the future for sure.
1: Um, well there's
0: gonna be a lot of people who are gonna go, eh, I and I they, want to deal with you.
1: The CEO, Seth Waugh says we find ourselves in a political situation not of our making we're fiduciaries for our members for the game for our mission and for our brand and how do we protect that and mm-hmm. they're in a terrible position you know they really yeah. are because um you know you think about what happened uh, on when was that wednesday of last week um and you know trump is completely synonymous with what happened you know, it was his followers. He was egging them on, and um, and so, you know, I I don't blame them. I I don't blame them yeah. for for wanting to move. And we'll see how the lawsuit comes out.
0: Yeah, you know that's going to happen. I mean, the other thing about the the Trump brand is they are um, they're very renowned for like not making the final payments in their contracts and for suing. it's like the if they break the payments up over a period of time, multiple payments to cover the costs of things. And then not pay the final payment, and then and then when you sue them for the final payment, they'll say you didn't fulfill the last bits of their of their whatever, and you know, and they have very complex contracts, and so they're very litigious, which just reflects Trump. And so, um, you know, they've in in a sense they've been a difficult company for other companies to work with in, as well at times, um, uh, you know. But that's just sort of their. Their modus operandi that's just the way that that company has worked and and they're not the only ones i mean that's that's there are a lot of companies that work that way these days so um you know and part well, of that's out of self-preservation <laughs> you know it's sort of like you have to be litigious these days um which is unfortunate but yeah so it's they're, slimy.
1: they're they're now saying that this capital event or this capital um insurrection could have it's probably a uh a super spreader event as well because most of them were not wearing masks um mm.
0: and so they're they're warning somewhere to hide from this cameras
1: yeah but not a lot of them i mean you know if you mm. if they were pretty brazen about it this is i'm they here really i'm were. doing it they i guess they thought they'd win i don't know how but they thought they'd win um
0: yeah what and does so, winning actually mean well yeah what right? does that mean? What What was your goal? Because yeah, I mean, your goal was to get arrested for sedition. Okay, you win. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you win. Good for you. So, um, yeah. So then now they're saying they're warning the the people who are in the building that uh, you know you probably gonna you probably exposed yourself to COVID. You know, you probably should get yourself get yourself checked out.
0: <sighs> yeah. Yipper. Yeah, it's um, a bizarre world. Very weird stuff going on these days. So, so the Who Pope knows? has come out
1: and said that uh, women still can't be priests, but they can read at church. They can read hmm. now. I haven't been to a Catholic service in a really, really long time. But the last time I went, I thought I did hear women reading at church.
0: I was going to say, yeah, they weren't, weren't women doing the, the, the reading of. Uh, is, he, is he speaking specifically um, that they. Because usually with the way that the Catholic Church's uh, mass is structured is there's a reading um, uh, prior to like the the um, the homily, the the the, um, uh, the the priest sort of breaking down what the readings were about. There's usually a reading from the Bible, and then um, there's usually then like a New Testament reading that sometimes uh, has quotes directly from Jesus in it because it's a New Testament thing, and that's usually read by the priest. So there's usually a, a lector who, who reads something prior to that, a, a Bible verse that's tied into sort of the same theme, usually Old Testament or or sometimes Acts of the Apostles or something. But then if they read something that is specifically... You know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, life of Jesus, actual words of Jesus in the in the piece, the priest reads that, and maybe that's what he's talking about. Is he's going to allow women to read that?
1: So he he says um, that uh, that the, the Pope Francis has changed the church law to explicitly allow women to do more things during the mass mass mask. Sorry. Mass while, while reaffirming that they can't be priests. Francis amended the law to formalize uh, what's already common practice in much of the world that re- uh, women can read the gospel and serve okay. on the altar as Eucharistic ministers. Uh, okay. Previously, such roles were officially reserved for men. Um, okay. uh, Francis said he was making the change to increase recognition of the quote precious contribution unquote women make in the church while emphasizing that all baptized Catholics have a role to play in the church's mission, um, according to the AP. So, uh, Francis still remains under pressure, pressure to allow women to be deacons, ordained ministers, et cetera, but that's still a no, no.
0: Okay. I get it. All right. So yeah, they, they can, um, that, that is essentially what I was saying then. they're, they're now reading, um, uh, Shoot, I forgot the term I'm, that it was used there. But they're they're reading the, the gospel. Um, gospel, thank you. Uh, well, because they've already read. I don't know. Is gospel specifically?
1: And and they now. can serve as Eucharistic ministers.
0: Right. Okay. That's that's what it said. Right, but as it it also said as they've already done in parts of the world. So I think yes. here they've been doing it. it is just now like officially recognized. I think the different bishops had allowed certain things to happen that maybe yes. weren't necessarily given the blessing of, uh, of um, you know, the church at, at large. So, so yeah.
1: did you hear that Trump is going to bestow a very high honor on Bill Belichick, giving him the Presidential Medal of Freedom?
0: Yeah, like today, right?
1: Yeah. Is that the dumbest thing you've ever heard?
0: Well, he's done it for other, um, uh, and, and other presidents have as well since uh, Kennedy. Kennedy's the one who who did this, and very often it's for athletes or for artists, and and so lots of people have done it. Um, there have been also fairly large number of of people who have said, "No, thank you, I won't, I I don't want that on. I love the honor, but not from this president," um, and others who have said you know the honor's honor i accept the honor regardless of who the president is it's about the you know a national honor and and about the the uh, office of the president not the person who's sitting there i can see both sides of that
1: so they expect the ceremony actually to ha- happen on thursday and um, i don't know to me it just seems like he's pandering like see i'm a good guy i'm going to recognize mm-hmm. this this great coach see you can, you really like me don't you really like me that's what it seems yeah. like to me
0: well, I mean, apparently that was it's been on the docket for a while and um he's given the uh the same honor to I mean there's a I saw a list the other day of quite a few people um a large he he has focused more on athletes than some of the previous presidents have um other previous presidents have, have focused on on um you know people who have contributed to the arts um as well as athletes um but uh it's like you know fine he's just trying to you know it's one more thing I don't know how long it's been on the docket you know I don't know you know like if the president were coming to you and saying hey we're going to honor you for um, X Y and Z and it was this president do you say yeah okay or do you go I don't think so
1: I I don't know
0: especially given the last you know week
1: I think I say no, thank you.
0: Given this last week, you know, I'm kind of leaning that way, but I don't know. I mean, it's not like, you know, the odds of somebody coming, you know, a subsequent president coming and knocking on your door and saying, "Hey, we want to give you this honor," and it's the highest civilian honor you can get. I mean, in our country, it's uh, so it's no small thing to get this recognition.
1: I don't know. It would take a lot of thought.
0: You know, And, and and I think. You actually get like a Medal of Honor, so I think you know it doesn't like you may not show people the picture of the president handing it to you, but, but you might want to just have that Medal of Honor. And say, see, I got, I got this.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So very quickly, I don't know that we talked on our show because it got kind of drowned out in the in the uh, the news of last week. Tommy Lasorda passed away.
0: He did. He did. Um,
1: yeah, and he was with the Dodger organization for like 70 years, and that's not an exaggeration. He started in
0: Brooklyn, he was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's so, 93.
1: 93 years old. Uh, he had a yeah. heart attack at his home in Fullerton, California, um, and they tried to resuscitate him, but he was pronounced dead um, yeah. shortly before 11 p.m. on Thursday. So I gotta uh,
0: say, you know, it, it it's the timing, I mean, it, you know, when it's your time, it's your time, but, you know, Tommy got to see he went out with the the Dodgers being the world champs. Let's put it that he way. He did. Um, and, and you know, he had a smile on his face. And what a life to have, have been, you know, part of, of a game that he loved for so long. And it has really been, I mean, when you think of the Dodgers, you, you can't help but think of Tommy Lasorda. I mean, he's just sort of like been the face of the organization, even though he's not been actively involved with it for years. He's still sort of the the guy, you know. He skippered a couple um a couple World Series wins, and uh, uh, and in fact, apparently, everybody who who, uh, who played for him still calls him Skip because uh, he he was the skipper, he was the guy, he was the man uh, in charge, and uh, and by all accounts, just a really, I mean, a, a deep love of baseball, deep love of the Dodgers, but just a big-hearted guy. I mean, every every story that I've heard told about him is of a guy who would, you know bend over backwards to help you out. If he could, um, you know, if you needed something, you could ask Tommy and Tommy would go, okay, let's see how we make that happen. Um, and, uh, so yeah, the world will, will miss the Tommy Lasordas out there and perhaps somebody will be inspired to to step up and, and be that next guy. Right.
1: Indeed. So we are out of time.
0: We are Fare thee well, Tommy. Uh, Godspeed. And thank you so much for joining us today. Happy Monday. I'm Todd Brinker.
1: I'm Erin Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you tomorrow.